Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I am your host, Kylie Gable. Been a really good week. Um, I know. I hope I haven't been too down lately uh, as things have uh, I've had some rough times, but uh, things are going really good right now. And I can see spring is just around the corner and that makes me really happy too. Hope you are doing well. This week uh, we have... Miss Jen Davis, back from blistering bottoms all over Baltimore, alliteration, and uh, she has sent me her recording for Sissified into Slavery. Um, Sissified into Slavery began serialized. Um, It was something that I wrote in a book called Forced Femme Quarterly every, um, roughly every three months, you know, quarterly. Um, Candy Apple Press puts out a book of shorter stories. Um, you know, you get five or six stories in one book. And that's how I first produced, uh, Sissify into Slavery. So we actually just put out a new one today. Um, if you're one of the people who likes to, who enjoys reading my books. So this is Sissify into Slavery. It's about a couple of sisters who have a bit of a racket for, uh, Finding and feminizing guys and making some money off of them. And I can't think of anybody who I'd rather have reading it than Miss Jen. So here's Miss Jen Davis with Sissified Into Slavery. Ryan wasn't sloppy drunk, but he was definitely more open to suggestion. Getting a drunk guy to go up to her room with her was never a challenge for Megan. The great thing about the Tremont was that the 18th floor was built for VIPs back in the 1950s. Most people didn't know this, but the floor and walls were heavily soundproof to allow important guests extra privacy. Megan knew enough to rent a room on that particular floor, as the added privacy was important to their plans, too. Twice, Megan had been able to talk to guys into letting her make them over by claiming to be a huge fan of Drag Race. But that wasn't ideal. Nothing broke a man's spirit like when he had no choice but to have his makeover. Also, a guy who didn't have a problem agreeing to letting a strange woman give him a makeover was probably not the type to be easily blackmailed by a few pictures of him in a dress. Megan decided how to handle each guy on a case-by-case basis. Chloroform was always in her large purse, and it had been very useful on more than one occasion. She'd gotten physical with a few guys, but that had its own problems. Tonight, Megan would use her old standby and attempt to seduce Ryan into handcuffs with the promise of wild and kinky sex. "'What are you doing?' asked Ryan as she slapped a cuff on his right wrist. "'Don't you worry about it,' cooed Megan. "'I'm in charge tonight.' This move worked as it usually did, and she was quickly halfway to her objective. Unfortunately, the position that worked best for her purpose was to have Ryan's hands cuffed behind him, which was an absolutely horrible position for sex. No sooner had Megan wrenched his right arm up behind his back than Ryan began to fight back. She held onto his torso with her knees like she was riding a bucking bronco. She tried to keep his face pushed down into the pillow to shut Ryan up while at the same time 
using her Brazilian jiu-jitsu training to pin his other arm up behind his back. Megan was a veteran at this sort of thing, and she didn't panic. Soon Ryan was exhausted, and she was able to successfully handcuff his wrists together behind his back. Megan smiled to herself, but she had no time to celebrate her victory. She reached for her bag and retrieved a five-inch, long, black rubber cock with straps, which she used to silence Ryan. It not only served the purpose of keeping him quiet, but Megan knew from experience that the humiliation of a penis gag was an important first step in breaking a man. Once Ryan was cuffed and gagged, Megan went into her bag and pulled out a coil of rope. She ran the rope tightly around his thighs and knees, his upper arms, and soon had him wrapped up so tightly in her little cocoon that he could barely move a muscle. Megan looked down with pride at her handiwork. She absent-mindedly picked up the remote from the nightstand and then sat on the bed and used Ryan for a footrest while she waited for her sister. "'We're just waiting for Laura to get off work,' said Megan. "'It won't be that bad.' Ryan shook, trying desperately to get loose, but failing. He groaned into his gag. "'Relax. You're not going anywhere. I know what I'm doing. And besides, those are police-grade steel handcuffs.' He shook once more in frustration, more than any crazy hopes of escape. Oh, you look cute with a dick in your mouth. I'm sure it will be the first of many. When Laura walked into the room, Ryan shot daggers at her with his eyes. She had set him up when he trusted her with his tale of Christmas misery. I trust he didn't give you any trouble, asked Laura. No, he didn't know what hit him. He was easy, replied Megan. Well, the real tough work is ahead. Do you have everything? Yeah, let's get him ready, and then we'll take him over to the apartment. Finally, his spot on top of the bed, Ryan could see the girls bringing in a half-dozen large, white, hotel laundry bags. But he had no idea what they were for, nor could he intervene to prevent it. Might as well take him into the bathroom and start with the body hair, suggested Laura. Yeah, let's get the annoying parts out of the way first, agreed Megan. You won't give us any trouble now, will you, Ryan? Laura asked, running her hand underneath his chin, so sensuously, yet simultaneously so menacing. Even if he had wanted to respond, Megan had rendered him incapable with that ridiculous gag that they had forced between his teeth. No, Ryan won't give us any trouble. He's a man of intellect, and he can surely see his position. There is no reason to get hurt, unnecessarily, when he knows we will simply do as we wish anyway, stated Megan. Both Laura and Megan changed into clothing better suited for the task at hand, and then they dragged their victim into the hotel bathroom, where they worked as a team to cut his clothes off his body. He was now completely naked. Laura entered the shower first, carrying a large metal bucket. She looked amazing in a deep red swimsuit that framed her athletic figure. 
Her now raven hair was tied back in a ponytail. He hadn't noticed just how ample her breasts looked in her waitress uniform. But there was no doubt now. In the bucket, he could see various shaving supplies. The whole time she maintained intense eye contact with her victim. She handed Megan a pair of gloves, and together they began to lather up his body in a sweet-smelling pink lotion. In another setting, this would have been quite an enjoyable experience for Ryan, but all he felt now was intense fear and extreme embarrassment. Had he been that easy to subdue? Would he ever be heard from again? He had his doubts, but determined to keep up a brave front and not allow his captors to see his true emotions. He rattled his bones defiantly. The lotion was beginning to burn. You will cooperate, Ryan. It's up to you whether you will do so willingly or not, announced Laura with a smirk. She deftly reached between his legs and squeezed until he was vincing and throwing his head back in agony. Nod your head when you are willing to cooperate, she demanded, giving one final firm squeeze. He nodded reluctantly at first, but then with more and more vigor, until she finally ended her assault. Megan circled Ryan eyeing him like a sculptor inspecting a lump of clay before transforming it into a work of art. That should be long enough, she said, turning on the shower. The water felt warm and relaxing, almost pleasant, as it hit his skin. It swept away the remains of the pink lotion, taking with it all of Ryan's body hair. He had never had that much of it to begin with, but the strong depilatory removed even that small evidence of manhood. He moaned, shaking his head from side to side with anguish. The women's hands were gentle as they gripped his naked body and used cheap pink plastic razors and soothing aloe vera shaving cream to remove any remaining splotches of hair. Megan reached into the bucket and pulled out a bottle of very feminine-smelling lavender body wash, which she then used to bathe Ryan. A femininely floral shampoo completed the shower arrangements. The woman patted their prize dry with fluffy pink towels, marveling at his now hairless body. "'What size did you want for him?' asked Megan, looking through a plastic crate." Filled with breast forms. Oh, he likes big hooters. I would hate for him to be saddled with anything less than C cups, replied Laura. C cup it is, agreed Megan, smiling as she dug out two teardrop shaped silicone forms from the drawer and a sinister looking bottle, which she handed to her partner. If you would do the honors, please. This is a special surgical adhesive. It's really fucking strong, remarked Laura, applying a liberal coating of the syrupy liquid to his smooth, shaven chest and allowing it to set. She very carefully held them up to his chest, aligning them before pressing them firmly onto him. The glue felt cold on Ryan's chest, 
it will come off in four to six weeks. But until then, you've got a very nice rack, Ryan. Ryan was terrified at the mention of four to six weeks. This wasn't a one-night thing at all. He threw his head back and vinced. How would he give a board meeting or speak to the press with these huge things on his chest? When the glue had set, Megan released her hands, and he immediately felt the weight of the foreign objects he was now sporting. It was an unpleasant feeling, and he tried to shake them off, but only succeeded in making his new boobs jiggle much to the delight of the girls, who tittered at his frustrating display. He loved watching a girl's boobs jiggle. That's actually one of the things that drew him to Megan in the first place. He didn't want guys looking at him like that. That's a lot of weight for your poor little titties to hold, Ryan. You'll need some support. If you beg me really nicely, I might put a bra on you, said Laura, removing his gag. Beg me. Fuck you, was his angry reply when the fox penis was removed from his mouth. But Laura just snickered at his outburst. He tried to tell her, you can't do this, but was immediately cut off by the penis gag being returned to his mouth and re-secured. You didn't really think he'd be ready yet, did you? asked Megan. I hoped, replied Laura. Okay, hair and makeup time now, you living doll you, smiled Megan. Do you want to shave his head and attach one of the wigs with the adhesive? asked Laura. No, I could, but I think we can get some better results with extensions. I'll use the adhesive and make sure that he can't just take them off. But I think that'll look much more realistic, explained Megan. Well, this is your area of expertise. I guess I'll just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, agreed Laura. Untying Ryan's feet and then unlocking his arms, Megan had ordered him to sit in front of the vanity on a deep red leather professional salon-style chair that had been specially fitted with restraints to strap in any reluctant victims. Moving it into position in the bathroom was always one of the first things they did when they rented a new hotel room because it was such a pain, but it was totally worth it. Sit in the chair, sissy and let Auntie Megan make you look all pretty, she taunted, motioning toward the vanity. Laura could see Ryan contemplating making a move, but she quickly grabbed him and forced him into the chair. Please let me go, he pleaded. I'm not even holding you any more," said Laura, as she buckled the strap across Ryan's chest, completing his restraints. Megan always believed that if something was worth doing, it was worth doing right. This included the putting of makeup on their victims. She started with the moisturizing foundation. This was followed by the concealer that any nearly 30-year-old executive needs to take care of all their under-eye circles and blemishes. A cream blush was used on Ryan instead of a powder because Megan thought it gave sissies the appearance of a healthy glow-from-within look. After carefully blending three colors of eyeshadow, enhancing his deep green eyes with a dark black eyeliner, and applying long glamorous false eyelashes with the same adhesive 
they had used on his breasts, Megan lined his lips in a dark red before filling in with a bright cherry red lipstick. Megan began to hold extensions up to Ryan's hair in order to match his chestnut hair color. When she was satisfied, she began attaching the fox hair to his head, leaving Ryan with a very attractive hairstyle. It was a very tedious and time-intensive job that took Megan nearly 90 minutes to complete, but when she was finished, she had styled Ryan's hair into a gorgeous, shoulder-length, round brush cut that framed his face perfectly to feminize his more masculine features and give him a sexy appearance. Ryan couldn't believe what he saw looking back at him in the mirror, and his anger was blatantly obvious on his face. Aww, is Widow Wyan gonna cry? taunted Laura. Don't be so sad, Ryan. We both saw what you're packing in your panties. You really weren't much of a man to begin with, added Megan. If you let me go, I'll make it worth your while, he pleaded. Don't make us gag you again, responded Laura, looking up from the nails she was working on. An hour later, the advertising executive found himself the owner of a full set of one-inch, long, bright red nails. Each of the fingers had a small heart in the middle, except for the thumbs, which had penis on them. The right thumb had a white dick, while the left thumb had a black dick. Ryan looked down in shame. There had to be some way to stop these girls from what they were doing. I think this bitch is done, said Megan. It's your turn now, Laura. Ryan was completely unprepared for what happened next. Laura reached over and grabbed his dick. She shoved a pink steel cage on it and locked it in place. If you ever want to use that again, you're going to cooperate, said Laura. It also has a wonderful shocking feature, added Megan, holding up a small remote and pressing a red button. Ryan's whole body rocked as the electric shock had left his dick in an agony he hadn't felt before. That's a three. It goes to twelve. Sorry, said Laura, freeing Ryan from the straps, but you need to be completely untied to get dressed, and we couldn't do that without having a pretty good reason for you to behave. Wait, implored Ryan, but Megan just waved the remote until he stopped. Laura ignored Ryan's protests and went over to the large bag looking for just the right things. I know you'd rather have your own clothes, but the sooner you accept that ship has sailed, the better. But in the meantime, I have some lovely things for you, said Laura, tossing Ryan a black lace bra and panty set. Here, put these on. Please don't make me, Laura, pleaded Ryan. First of all, that's Mistress Laura and Mistress Megan, sissy. Secondly, we are being very lenient, because this is your first day but refusing me like that should get you a very severe punishment. So think very carefully about what you're going to say to us next. I'm sorry, Mistress Laura. I'd rather not do this, but if you insist, I will. Should I give him another shock? asked Megan. 
Let's just see if he's a fast learner. Now put on that bra and panties like a good girl, demanded Laura. Ryan stepped into the panties, relieved to be covering up his nakedness, even if it did mean the further humiliation of wearing panties. The bra was another matter. Ryan fumbled around with it for a few minutes before Laura sighed and put it on him herself. He had to admit that the support did feel better than wearing those large breast forms without a bra. Thank you, Mistress Laura. You're welcome, sissy. You're going to have to learn to do this for yourself very soon. Next, Laura helped Ryan into his first pair of stockings. She thought of having him do it himself, but he was so clumsy. She didn't think the gossamer stockings would survive the process. Laura looked through the clothes she had brought and decided that the red lacy mini dress with long sleeves was perfect. The matching four-inch heels would take some getting used to with the locking ankle straps, made sure that he would have plenty of time to learn them. Ryan looked in the mirror, slack-jawed. He couldn't believe how he looked, and brought his hand up to his face, as if to check and see if it was a dream. "'You're beautiful, princess,' said Megan. The girls recuffed Ryan's hands behind him, and tied his legs, ankles, and arms, just to make sure— he was totally helpless, before they put the penis gag back and brought one of the large white laundry bags over his head. Despite his struggles, he was soon bagged and tossed into the hotel laundry cart. The remaining white bags were thrown on top of him, and the girls wheeled him down the hallway. Soon he'd be at their nearby apartment, with their other three recent captures— it would take a lot of hard work, but they had no doubt that he'd be ready for their next sissy auction in two months. It was now relatively easy for Megan and Laura to push the laundry cart down the hall, as there was no real way for Orion to resist or make noise. The girls could hear their captive shuffling inside— but he was too well secured and gagged to attract any attention from further away than his two captors. Nobody ever pays attention to people wheeling laundry carts. Ryan struggled inside the cart, but it didn't do him any good, as he had been well secured. The laundry on top of him was mostly clean, at least. He knew he was getting close to his destination when the cart stopped, and he could feel it turn and enter the room. Soon he was unceremoniously dumped on the floor. He tried to scurry up to his feet, but bound as he was, it was very difficult, and when Megan's size eight black Steve Madden pump pushed his chest back down to the floor. Heel, bitch, demanded Megan. The playful flirt he had hit it off with at the bar so well was gone. In her place was this tough-as-nails ball-breaker. I'll go over the ground rules for you, said Laura. I don't like repeating myself, so listen carefully. Ryan sat there passively. He couldn't escape just yet, but he wasn't going to let the women who trapped him see him sweat. As you can see, the apartment has been heavily soundproofed. We are also the ones renting most of the apartments near here. In other words, if you try yelling or screaming, 
will hear you long before anybody else, and if that happens, you'll be severely punished. I'd like to see you try, said Ryan, still defiant. You really wouldn't, replied Megan. This could go easy or tough, but it's happening. Right, said Laura. Get up, and I'll show you to your room, and you can meet the other girls. Other girls? asked Ryan. You shouldn't be speaking unless spoken to, said Laura. However, if you must know, there are three other sissies being trained here. The best ones will find homes with our friends and our best local clients. Those who don't take well to the training. We have other buyers for who enjoy breaking in a sissy themselves. Remember that, added Megan. If you're difficult, things will get much worse. So that was Sissified into Slavery, as read by Miss Jan Davis, and so good to have her back on this podcast. I absolutely adore every single one of our narrators, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Um, I mean, Shayla gave me my dog, for Pete's sake, and, uh, you know, Mistress Jen and Raina, you know, every one of them, London, they've been wonderful, but... It's been a while since we've had Miss Jen, and it's just great to have her back. So, hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Bye-bye.